Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I am joined here, as always, by the one and the only Chris Wesley. Hey, man. Thanks. John, I appreciate the intro. Unfortunately, when I Google my name, there's a lot of other Christopher Wesleys, and Christopher Wesley actually is second to this Christopher Wesley is second to Christopher Wesley, the German field hockey player. Uh, so uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, In my uh, heart, you are the one and only. Ah, thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, John. It is always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm very excited today because. You know, as much as I like talking to you, I love when we have guests on the show. And we've got a guest that I know you and I have been talking about, um, you know, uh, getting this person on because uh, what she's going to discuss is something that we um, are both fans of, and that's the Alpha program. And uh, Alpha, just for people who are not familiar, and I'm sure she's going to clarify this a little bit more, is a, a video-based program that really helps and infuses uh small groups into the life of a parish or a community or a church. And uh, John, I know you've been a part of Alpha Groups before, right? Yeah, my first youth ministry position way back in the early 2000s, we started an Alpha program for the parish. Uh, and that's when we, I, you know, Sarah's going to introduce the, the merging of Catholicism and whatnot, but that was, this was before they, they had any of that. And we were doing the, the old school video and it was great. I mean, our community just fell in love with Alpha and we offered it as part of our young adult ministry and adult ministry as well. And so uh, I, I've been a big fan because that was a positive impact for our parish. And that was way back in like 2002, 2003. So, and awesome. I still remember that as a real positive thing for our community. Yeah, I was introduced to Alpha um, several years ago uh, through my ministry. I work with juveniles uh, and we used Alpha Youth um, for the program. And, uh, you know, uh, basically it was a huge success in there. And so I was uh, able to use that a lot. And now at my current parish, uh, we're using it to breathe life into not Alpha Youth, but the um, regular Alpha film series to breathe life into our young adult program which has done great things. And so, yeah, really excited to talk about Alpha here and not just Alpha, but small groups. And, uh, you know, instead of you and I just talking about it, let's bring our guest on. Sarah Kazmarek is joining us. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing well and good job saying my name correctly. Yes. All right. I only practiced it like 10 times. So, you know, but that's awesome. Awesome. So Sarah, um, why don't you like, actually you and I have been in touch for you know, a couple of years in various different capacities. As uh, we were talking a little bit before, Sarah and I were Facebook friends before anything else um, because she was in youth ministry in, in Michigan. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. And, uh, and, um, and uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your story from uh, your years in youth ministry and how now you are part of Alpha and what exactly your role and title is with Alpha? Yeah. So before coming on staff with Alpha, I was in a parish for 11 years uh, in the Detroit area, Michigan. Um, so that's a really long time to be a part of the same community. I feel mm -hmm. like in some ways I should get some sort of like national record for breaking like the statistical like 18 month, 24 month um, burnout rate on youth workers uh, across the US. So uh, that was at times challenging, but was also a great grace for me because I got to see as part of my work as a youth minister and then taking on more of like evangelization coordinator role. Cause you know, when you start working in the church, you have one job and then it morphs into perhaps two, three, four, 
whatever needs to be done. Um, I started to take on more of that, uh, those responsibilities as well. So the larger vision of evangelization in the parish became kind of something I was impassioned about because I realized I didn't want to just try to continue to work with a particular age group. I wanted to affect a whole family. I wanted to affect the parents um, of these young people. Uh, so that's kind of how I began to explore things like Alpha uh, and when Alpha kind of entered into my story. So about five or six years into my time at the parish, I started running Alpha. Um, first, of course, we tested it out on the young people, <laughs> the, the original guinea pigs. Um, and then from there, I just started running it basically like with anybody we can imagine. We ran it with confirmation students. We ran it with parents of confirmation students. We ran it as the pre-cat for our RCIA, like ran it for adults, middle schooler. I mean, like you can, if you can imagine it, we probably tried to put people through an alpha at our parish. Um, and it was a blessing because we got to see how um, people came alive in their faith, came back to the faith, discovered faith for the first time through the alpha course. But also for us, we got to see how it began to affect the culture in our parish. Like it started to shift the way we did church, um, which to me is a remarkable uh, gift, right? That's something that maybe we first envisioned just as a program, right? Like lots of programs in the church today. Um, we began to see could really influence and affect the way we viewed uh, church and the way we did church. So I became what we affectionately refer to now as like alcoholics, like people <laughs> best with Alpha um, and could not get enough. And one of the graces of Alpha is everything you need to run, on, run in Alpha is online, downloadable, and free. And because of that, we rely on people who've been blessed by Alpha to help us share the story of Alpha, train other people to run Alpha, um, because we kind of run lean. We have like a lean organization that exists for the church. So we also partner with the church to help other churches uh, experience Alpha. So I started to help with training and things like that. And eventually they were like, hey, why don't you work with us? And so prayed about it and made the transition a little over three years ago, almost four years now. And so now I serve um, as the Associate Director of Alpha Catholic. So I serve Catholic dioceses and parishes in the US, uh, which has been very cool. It's been an awesome experience uh, walking alongside Churches of all different kinds, types, geographic locations, um, contexts of which they're trying to be um, agents of evangelization and disciples in the world today. Uh, and I also, uh, in addition to this role, have also served as the National Youth Director for Alpha. So then I was serving not only Catholic churches, but churches of all denominations um, across the U.S. for Youth Alpha. So kind of a broad <laughs> experience of Alpha in the church today. Um, but that's kind of how I found myself here. No, it's awesome. And, you know, actually, uh, one of the other times I was introduced to Alpha, um, I forget his name, but one of the bishops from the uh, Archdiocese of Detroit came out and spoke and was talking about how Alpha was taking over. So I'm sure your parish was a little bit of an influencer um, with the diocese really embracing it. And, yeah, what started out with, uh, it started out in the HTB, right, over in, in England. And um, even though Nikki Gumbel is kind of one of the faces for Alpha, it started before him. Is that correct? Yeah. So it started before him, and it was somewhat referred to as, like, the new member course. It was this basic understanding of, like, what Christianity, what it means to be a Christian. Um, but when Nikki came on staff um, as a young vicar, at HTV in London, England, um, he saw that there was potential 
for this to become something that people could maybe invite their friends to who don't have faith to explore the big questions of life and faith. Um, so that's when it kind of morphed from becoming something just for people who already are interested in church to maybe people who aren't interested in church, but are interested in um, seeking answers to the big questions of life. Right. And, and that's why you saw it as a tool for not just um, small groups, but for RCIA, confirmation, um, some of the other uh, entry points that we have in our church, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly in the Catholic context, like I know... Um, there's some discussion always around the fact that it didn't start in the Catholic Church, right? Uh, it's an Anglican church um, in England where it began, but, but because it sort of focuses on the basics of Christianity, it's all of those things that we do agree on. And in some ways, I think the Catholic Church in particular in the U.S. now is discovering um, that they need a place, we need a place, um, we need a front door, we need a shallow entry point, we need a place for people to come to bring their real questions, their real wounds, their real struggles, their real doubts, um, and have a safe place in which that they can like share those and talk about them. Um, not necessarily like be judged or told exactly what they should believe, but rather to wrestle with them. And that's sort of the great grace of the small group component of Alpha. That's where all of that happens is in the small groups. Now you mentioned, you know, video resources, you mentioned free curriculum, things like that. For those who, of our listeners who don't have experience with Alpha, give us just a real snapshot of, of what, how Alpha works and what a typical session would look like uh, for Alpha and how would it look like in the parish? Sure. So again, we're trying to create this sort of like front door space, this porch, whatever kind of imagery you want to use for where people who are just either coming back to the church or curious about church or unsure about faith um, to have this space to meet and to discuss, you know, questions and real things about life. But in a practical way, what does that look like? And so for Alpha, it's essentially a course that can take place over 10 to 12 weeks. You can run it in your church. You can run it in your home. You can run it in a coffee shop. You can, we have people, churches running it in bars, pubs, um, anywhere that you can have like a laptop or a projector or somewhere where you can show the content, you can run an alpha. And there's like three basic components to an alpha evening. So people would gather once a week um, and they would have a meal or some form of hospitality, whatever that looks like, that makes sense in your particular situation. Um, there's a talk and those are online um, and downloadable. So those are video content that we've created for you. Um, but we'd also give you the scripts if you want to do live talks, if you have like a really good communicator in your community who wanted to give the talks live. But we're like, don't reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. We really feel the content is really good and relatable. And there's three ways that you can show the Alpha Talks. We have Alpha with Nikki Gumbel, um, which is just uh, Nikki Gumbel, who's sort of the creator of Alpha, just giving the talk kind of behind a podium in the church at HTB. Um, and we sometimes find that folks who are on the older side of things really appreciate that particular resource. Um, we have the Alpha Film Series, which we created with a millennial in mind. So we really wanted to provide a resource for the church into generation that the church by and large feels maybe like they're not getting any traction with. So we created a resource that was specifically geared or designed to be palatable, culturally palatable to them. So we spent $3 million on this particular resource um, and we hired some of the producers of the X-Men um, to help make sure that it was 
beautiful and visually dynamic. And we have sort of, we joke that it's kind of like a hipster minimalist aesthetic that like <laughs> really like, you know, just feels like, oh, this is something interesting. And it's a global product. So we know that, um, you know, a, a white British guy standing in a church doesn't always relate to every person that you know, the church looks like in the U.S. So um, we tried hard and we know we're not perfect in it and we know we're always going to try to get better at that. Um, but at least in the uh, Alpha film series, you'll hopefully see, even with the interviews, the man on the street, um, the testimonies, you'll see somebody at some point in the film series that hopefully looks like or relates to your experience um, growing up. Yeah. And yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say that's one of the things that drew me to it in my current parish because we're very multicultural and diverse. And um, not only uh, one of the things that uh, is great is there are Spanish subtitles and even in your marketing, um, you're marketing to a, an international um, audience, which I think is more and more the case in even our churches here in the U.S., that um, they need to see someone like them uh, in order to relate to that. And I was going to ask that, you know, is it only in English or are there are multiple languages? Uh, is a subtitle, what does that look like in terms of appealing to the different the language groups? Yeah, so depending on the newness of the particular product, we have varying um, amounts of translations available. So um, we have it available, in, like for, for example, the Alpha Film Series, we have English, French, Simplified Mandarin, Chinese. Um, they're working on Farsi right now. Um, mm -hmm. And so we were always constantly trying to add more languages to make it more accessible. Um, the Alpha film series, which is the other one, has also it available in three languages right now. And uh, we're always trying to do better. It is subtitled and dubbed, um, but we try to create like the highest quality we can, knowing that we can't refilm it in every language with a native speaker um, accessible to them. So that's kind of a little bit about the talk piece of the evening. And the talk is really like where we get to say what we believe. That's where they hear truth. That's where they hear the gospel. Um, and then after that, the third component of an alpha evening is really the small groups, which where like if we were gonna say the magic happens, that's where the magic happens in the small groups. Um, and so that's kind of what a basic like alpha evening would look like. And then three quarters of the way through, there's also a retreat component um, where people get to go away for a day or a weekend and encounter God's love through the power of his Holy Spirit. So that kind of hopefully gives like a little bit of a, a, a broad brush stroke of what alpha is and what it would look like on a particular alpha evening. Excellent. One of the interesting reflections that I have with the students I teach and when I go and consult parishes is that, you know, we mentioned, you mentioned that this is a doorway, right? This is a porch. This is an entry point for folks. And I agree with that. And at the same time, we know that there are many people in our Catholic parishes who haven't had any formation since first communion or since confirmation. And, and for them, this is a, they may be registered parishioners, they may be going to mass every week, but their formation has been lacking. I also think that this is an incredible tool for folks who, who just haven't been to any formation in a long time, but who are regular members and attenders at our parishes. So I, I think it serves multiple audiences. I think that's what makes Alpha so powerful. Do you agree with that? I mean, is that your sense as well as you go around and talk with people about this? Yeah, I mean, I think when we talk about the new evangelization, which, you know, I don't know how new it is. <laughs> 1975 new. <laughs> I don't know how long we're going to call it that. But 
the new evangelization, when we talk about that in the church or the buzzword, we know that it's both in and out, right? It's those that are in the pews who've never had an encounter with the living God and have just been showing up um, or who maybe are, have fallen to sort of an apathetic or a lukewarm expression of, of faith. Um, so we know that they too also really benefit from Alpha. We're just really conscious of making sure that we're gearing or focusing it towards people who are from the outside because particularly in our context, but in any other church, um, if we're not conscious of that, we can make it about us, right? Become very inward focus. And like a lot of what we do um, is just really trying to remind folks in the church that once we know Jesus, once we're walking with him, it's no longer about us. It's about those who aren't here, right? And so um, it's absolutely for those people who need to know the love of God and need that real relationship with Jesus. Um, but we're always keeping in the mind of the church that what we create and why we create it and how we create it are, are oftentimes most, um, I don't know, most closely linked to those folks who aren't coming, if that makes sense. So I think it is the both and of Catholic. Yeah right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and kind of going along with, with John's comments, I'm sure many people have been like, okay, when is Alpha 2.0 going to come out, right? Like, it, because that's what we're so used to in uh, just church, not even Catholic church, is you give someone a product, and then they're like, okay, when's the second season or this third version going to come out? And that's not what you guys are trying to do, right? It's not trying to create this, like, ongoing seasons of Alpha. It's more of getting things started. So how do you address that question when people ask? Yeah, that's such a good, a good point. We hear it all the time. Like when, especially the younger generation, if they do youth alpha, they're so used to like this Netflix, like let's binge a season, one season two coming out, you know, they're like, when season two of youth alpha coming? Um, and even the adults are like, we love that. Can we have another, you know, season of alpha? Um, but we know that we are, we are just alpha, that the Lord has called us uniquely to live in this lane, which is to be a beginning, which means alpha means beginning. We're not alpha and beta, we're only alpha. <laughs> um, and in some ways I think in the church too, like we need to focus on like what the Lord has particularly anointed us to do and do it really well. And then as, an, as a body, we could be doing the whole picture really, really well. Like someone else could be beta very, very well and Charlie and you know, all the things that have to follow. Um, but I think that uh, we have to be cautious of trying to make alpha more than what it really is, which is just a beginning, right? And that's what we uh, really focus on our efforts and our energy, knowing then that the conversation has to become broader before we even begin the alpha, right? Like people will start an alpha course and they'll not know what's going to happen after. And then you have people who love a small group experience. They have people who've come alive with their faith. And then at the end of Alpha, they're like, what's next? You know, is there a season two? And that's when the real work of, I think, ministry in the church has to pick up and say, okay, we need to be talking about this as a church. Like, what does it look like to have a life cycle for a disciple in our church? Like, if they come through Alpha, what's the next step in their journey? Um, is it the continued walking in uh, Christian community, like a small group that's really focused on just strengthening a relationship with Jesus and strengthening a relationship with others? Um, is it something else? Um, we don't have all the answers to that. <laughs> we believe the Holy Spirit and Jesus does. And there are lots of other really amazing resources available to people um, that can help us get out of. And I think 
this is maybe my own personal opinion. So just, you know, make a note as you're listening. This is Sarah's opinion, but we can sometimes in the church, I think, have gotten to this place of like this program paralysis where like we're kind of like held bound by we need another program. We need another program. We need another program. And so we're just looking for the next thing to pop in the DVD player and push play. And just my encouragement to ministers and church workers out there, like, is always like the, the Lord calls you into ministry to do more than push play, you know, and like he's equipped you and anointed you in a particular way and like how he might use your gifts and inspire you to create something that will bless not only your church, but the larger church. Um, we won't know if we keep just looking for the next program. So, okay, Sarah's taking off her little <laughs> like opinion. Um, yeah. I think that's good. So, um, so say a parish or diocese or somebody signs on and they're like super excited about starting Alpha. This is their first time. They have no clue what's going on. You know, what type of support do you and your team offer these parishes, especially as they're just starting? And then maybe what does long-term support look like, if, if anything? Sure, yeah. So one of the things we mentioned about uh, Alpha as we started is we exist for the church. We don't exist for ourselves. So we're a super lean organization. So when we talk about the Catholic context team, we're looking at right now we're three, hopefully we'll be four soon, people who serve the Catholic Church in the United States, right? Um, that said, we have lots of folks who are running off in parishes who can, who um, would love to share their own journey and help you get started. So there are like, we call them like hub churches, churches that help us share like, the mission and vision and practical logistical getting started tips, tricks, things that will help them. Um, the particular training you would need to run an alpha is online downloadable too. So the videos that you need to watch as a team to be trained to run an alpha, you can get online. We do have some national trainings that pop up like all over in different parts of the US. I was just in the Diocese of Milwaukee last weekend. Um, they're kind of all around and you can find those on our events page on uh, alphausa.org. You can click on it and find out if there's a local training coming up nearby to you. Um, we have recorded webinars um, like on YouTube. We have a ton of resources, best practices, frequently asked questions, things that maybe will crop up that you um, may be able to find an answer for there. And then of course our team itself would love to resource you if you have questions, if you get stuck, if you have issues. Um, we have a Facebook forum that surprisingly is really helpful. Um, we have an Alpha Administrators Facebook forum that people can log on and then they get wisdom from other practitioners across the US. And they also get prayer support. Like one of the things with Alpha we know is you have to pray a ton for your Alphas because it's all the work of the Holy Spirit um, on these courses. And so we pray for one another. We walk with you as best we can, uh, but knowing that there's like three of us. <laughs> and so we have other ways that we can hopefully support, you know, people as they get started in their journey. What's the, we'll include all the links on, on our show notes, but uh, if you go to the churchpodcast.org and look at episode 72, the, all the links will be there. But what's the general website, just so everybody knows what that is? Alphausa.org. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I, I love the, the training materials because, I mean, there's a lot. There's almost like, you know, so much like you don't need it all, but like hopefully you can figure out some of it. But even if you need the hand holding, that's one of the materials that I definitely like. You mentioned uh, some of the hub churches that help promote. Would St. Benedict's in Halifax be one of those that you were 
talking about, because um, I know going to the Divine Renovation Conference, they heavily promote alpha. They even admit to being alpha-holics, uh, just kind of like you mentioned. Yeah, they're definitely what we would consider a model church. Mm -hmm. The one is a model, um, but their bandwidth is pretty stretched with DR and everything else that they're doing. Right. Um, we have some parishes in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. that point people to who have been running alpha, have been doing what we would consider are called best practice alpha, where their alphas have reached just a level of like excellence that we want to replicate. And also they have, you know, some space and time to um, chat with and walk with other people as they get started. So there's folks like um, in the U.S. that we can kind of connect you to as well. I think one of the great things that I want to reiterate that you said, Sarah, was that this is alpha. This is not beta, this gamma, delta, right? You know, and I love that. I was just laughing when you said that because it's so true. But I think I want parishes to really think through, okay, if you want to do alpha, to your point, Sarah, what does that discipleship model look like? And Chris and I have talked about that on previous episodes. So don't, don't start with alpha and, and not think about what the next steps are, right? Because that's 10, 12 weeks, right? So, so, you know, I want parishes to think that through. What is the next step, you know, after you do alpha? Certainly you can keep repeating alpha and getting more folks on board and experiencing that, but it, it's, more, it's a launching point, right? And it's a springboard for more, more adult faith formation, more good youth ministry, whatever it may be, small group ministry. I mean, I think this is a springboard for that. And so I wouldn't want, I would love parishes to just go to alpha and start doing that. But I, I want people to think, what are the next steps? And right. how do we want to grow from this experience? So, because alpha is not, you know, the silver bullet that's going to solve all the problem. It's an incredible opportunity, an incredible program that I think many parishes should consider. But what is that next step? And, and, and I, I don't expect you to answer that, Sarah, but I, I just want to reiterate that. Like, don't just jump into alpha, but really think process think long term okay now that you start alpha what's next what's next what's next yeah and i think one of the mistakes i've seen too is like we assume when someone comes out of an alpha because they've had an encounter with jesus and they're beginning to walk with him that they're ready for deep formation right so we take if you think of like the example of a pool like we're taking from the shallow end and then we are like, okay, now you can go study like the depths of the dogma and like theological underpinnings of the church and we toss them into the deep end of the church, right? And they're not ready for that yet. Um, and so even this idea of small groups, right? Being a springboard for small groups coming out of Alpha or a launching pad, um, thinking, rethinking maybe um, how we've viewed small groups in the past, which oftentimes in a Catholic context can be like a Bible study or sort of a rigorous formation opportunity where they're watching another program or they're studying something and, and they're going really, really deep. Um, one of the things you would have heard at DR, Divine Renovation, is this concept of connect groups where people coming out of an alpha, you just need a little bit of time to settle in and really solidify their relationship with Jesus and feel a part of the community and um, feel committed to walking forward. So they spend almost like a year kind of in that space. And then from that, can launch into a more like intentional discipleship forming um, small group mm. out of that. And so sometimes there's that like in between that we don't always, um, we're not always aware of. Like we made that mistake at my church. Like we had a called and gifted seminar on the heels of our alpha and we're like, oh, this would be great. You'll love it. You know? And I just looked around and it was 
like lovely because we had Sherry Waddell come in and do it. So like, you know, she's amazing, but she's also like a theological, like amazingly intelligent woman. And they were looking at us like, what have we done? Like, what are you doing? This is so much, right? Like we came for a drink of water and we got fire host and like, they just were overwhelmed. And so we're like, okay, we have learned not a good segue out of alpha right away. Maybe for some, but you know, if they're really brand new, maybe not a great choice on our part. So you'll learn from mistakes too, I'm afraid, but that's just the reality of ministry, right? Yeah. So you've mentioned partnerships with different churches and, and then you just mentioned, uh, you know, called and gifted with Sherry Waddell. Are there other partnerships that you guys are trying to form with different organizations um, uh, outside of parishes just so that when people ask what's next, you can say, here are a couple of options. Uh, like what strategic partners does Alpha currently have? Yeah, I'd say, um, I don't know that like we would use the word partnership. We both basically just have friendships with other in ministries or organizations that um, we, there's so many good ones out there. So I feel like I'm going to mention some and forget others. So it's not at all an intentional thing. Yeah. So I'll it. say, don't blame Sarah if yeah. she leaves you out. Yeah. I leave somebody out. Yeah. Um, but we're really blessed to obviously have relationship, friendship with Divine Renovation um, because Father Mallon has found uh, Alpha to be a really successful piece of their discipleship plan. So Divine Renovation is a great friend to us. Um, Amazing Parish is a, a newer friend and has been really helpful uh, in us in, in having those conversations of what does healthy parish look like, what does structure look like, and also um, what does it mean to provide what people need in the church and how Alpha could be a piece of that. So um, they're good friends of ours. Evangelical Catholics um, been good friends as well. I mean, there's just there's so much out there. <laughs> um, and we would say like, we want to keep um, building friendship and relationship with all these ministries who are doing God's work, because again, we know we're only one small piece of the puzzle of the pie. Um, so there is a, there's a ton out there and I'm missing a ton. <laughs> um, but in terms of like partnerships, we don't really have a lot of like official uh, partnerships other than we're friends. We like you, you like us, hopefully. <laughs> that we can continue to keep walking together uh, in the future. Well, definitely. And, and uh, you definitely have a friend in the church podcast here and everything. And uh, no, we just really appreciate you taking the time to um, explain to us, uh, you know, Alpha and the process and how some of the best practices with it. Um, John, do you have any like final thoughts or, or questions that you want to ask Sarah? No, I just reiterate, you know, I really want everybody to go check out alphausa.org, you know, and the fact that it's a free resource, right, Sarah, there, there's no charge for this, you know, and, and that's for parishes that are cash strapped, you know, in rural areas or places that just don't have money, like this is a real opportunity uh, for you to do great ministry and have it be really cost effective for you. Uh, and, and by the way, I think that model that you talk about, the the hospitality, the video slash talk, and then the small group. I think that's a good model for a lot of different things that we do in ministry. And so I think, I think Alpha starting off with that, I think is a really good best practice. Please check it out. And again, we'll have all the links in the show notes. I think it's really worth your time to, to do at least a little research. Definitely, definitely. And, and Sarah, outside of uh, alphausa.org, uh, what are, where are other places people can find you? Um, so if they go to YouTube, they can Google like Alpha Catholic Context and there's all of our web, we have like a year's worth of webinars which talk about best practices, frequently asked questions, um, all sorts of things. And we try to have practitioners come on and tell us of their experience on it. So those are all recorded, all available 
there's also some promo stuff that's, you know, gone up there, some testimonies and things like that, that you can use to help share um, what Alpha can do in your church. Um, and then on Facebook, there's an Alpha Administrators Forum that is actually growing by the day and a really effective place to create um, some, you know, synergy and working relationships with other folks who are trying to do the same things you are doing. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, so thank you very much, Sarah, again, for joining us uh, um, and, and being a part of this conversation. And again, uh, feel free to check out alphausa.org. And uh, if you want to learn more about um, Alpha, definitely check out those links. We'll have them in the show notes on thechurchpodcast.org. Uh, if you have questions for us uh, at The Church Podcast, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at questions at thechurchpodcast.org, or you can find John Ronaldo on pretty much any social media network out there, but especially Twitter at John Ronaldo. He's shaking his head. You can't find him on Pinterest or Snapchat, but uh, you can find him on Facebook and LinkedIn and all those fun places. You can find me on social media platforms under Marathon Youth Ministry. Uh, and uh, definitely reach out if you guys have questions, especially um, if they're about Alpha. John and I have experience in that as well. But definitely check out the links that Sarah has shared with us today. Uh, again, Sarah, thanks for joining us. John, it was a great conversation. Uh, Sarah, can we ask you to close us in prayer? I would love to. Okay. Great, great. In the name of the Father, Son, Spirit, amen. Oh, Father, we thank you for the privilege it is to serve you, um, but most especially today, uh, Father, we just thank you that we get to be your children, we get to be your sons and daughters, and we get to be a part of a family. So God, I ask that you would bless your family, you would bless all of your sons and daughters, most especially those who are listening today, uh, that their, your, your blessing and your favor would rest on them, and that the power of your Holy Spirit would fill them in a new, fresh way today to go out and to reach the lost, to find those who are just in desperate need of your love and your mercy and your healing, God. I thank you for the yes, for the servant's heart of each person who is here. I ask you to bless John and Chris um, as they continue to help build the church in a way that will bring glory and honor to you and you alone. Uh, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen.